1: so subscribe today at www.ajc.com/ unapologetically ATl
0: this is access Atlanta every week we share some of the best places to eat play and live out loud in the ATL and of course we go behind the scenes and find the stories that show Atlanta is one of a kind Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. We've changed the way we do our podcast. That means we're recording it remotely from our homes, but we've also changed what we're talking about in the podcast, since we've always prided ourselves on providing guidance on things to do in and around Atlanta, and because most venues, theaters, and attractions are closed, we're going indoors, and in some cases where it's practical, outdoors to places where it's easy to practice social distancing. Today, we're going to take a look at how the restaurant industry here in Atlanta has responded to the governor's easy of restrictions on dine-in service and how that looked in the first week, which was last week. Here to talk about this new not-so-normal is our food and dining editor, Legaia Figueres. Welcome.
1: Hello, Shane. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: Good. Washing your hands, right?
0: Uh, always. All the time.
1: <laughs> Good job. A high five from a distance.
0: Uh, yes. And so... So, the the restaurant industry had a big change last week. Um, So, remind us where we stand on dine-in service and all of that sort of thing, the regulations and how that's changed.
1: Yes. uh, Monday, April 27th was a big day here in Georgia. That's when some restaurants throughout the state um, reopened their dining rooms and their patios for um, in-service dining. And, you know, when I think about this, we are going, through, um, I guess we're probably at like week eight or nine for massive changes for restaurants, Honestly, throughout the country, obviously, but just to recap where we are and and when things all just became crazy for lack of a better word, um, March thirteenth was when Trump declared you know the national emergency, and at that point we saw many restaurants already begin to switch to a takeout and delivery mode, although they didn 't have to at the time in Georgia that shifted on April 2nd and that 's when uh, Governor Kemp issued shelter in place order, so every restaurant in the state had to cease dine in operations at that time. And if they were going to do anything, they could do the takeout and delivery mode. Um, And then on the 20th of April, that's when he announced that certain businesses could resume uh, business with restrictions and restaurants were included in that. Um, A few days later, he presented guidelines. There's 39 guidelines for restaurants um, that they have to follow. And by the way, these um, are guidelines that any restaurant that is in operation needs to adhere to. So whether or not they have in-service dining or they're sticking with the takeout and carry-out, the guidelines do apply. Obviously some of them won't be applicable because they don't necessarily apply to patrons who are who, who can dine in, right? Um, and so then we came to April 27th, and that was going to be, uh, you know, the big day of. Well, how are folks going to interpret these? Who's going to open, and um, what does that what does that look like? Um, and I will add that, um, you know, we did see uh, some restaurants open in Atlanta, not as much as um, in other part rural areas uh, throughout the state. And then um, one other thing adding to the drama was the next day on the 28th. Um, There were about 50 restaurant operators, um, primarily in Atlanta, and they all are independent uh, operators, who took out a full-page ad um, sort of in a show of solidarity that under the banner of GA Hospitality Together, um, basically stating that they did not have plans to reopen their dining rooms. They uh, recognized that those who want to can do that, but at that time, they didn't feel um, yet that they were, it was a uh, safe that they could provide a safe environment for their guests or their um, employees in which to to work. So, um, so that's kind of where we are. You're, you're talking to me that we're one one week in um, with the under these new new guidelines.
0: Right, so this is uh, this has been a big change, and not that many restaurants here locally have have reopened their dining rooms. That's they're it's a fairly small minority of restaurants, right?
1: Yes, I, and I was looking at the the list um, on the Monday itself when when that um, uh, the. Restrictions were lifted. We saw a few places open. CNS um, Seafood and um, Oysters Inviting opened. Hugo's Oyster Bar opened in Roswell. Um, Chronic Tacos opened in Alpharetta. By Friday, um, we saw, and Big Daddy's opened as well, the burger bar. Um, By Friday, we saw Jason's Deli reopen. The Landry's Holdings, that's the group that owns Del Frisco, Grill. Uh, Del Frisco Double Ego Steakhouse, Morton's, uh, McCormick and Schmick, the Palm in in, in um, Buckhead, that opened. Um, yeah, and, there, and oh, raids on the River opened over the weekend, and Rays at Killer Creek did as well. So, you know, we had a few, but I wouldn't say um, a lot of them. Waffle House has reopened. Um, I think it's 200 or 300 of its units in Georgia have reopened for dine-in service, too.
0: Right, so, so there have been a few, but many restaurants are sticking with the um, the pickup and, and delivery sort of thing that, that, uh, a lot of them spent weeks perfecting really
1: right and that's really the feeling right now is because they're still kind of uncertain there's a lot to understand and take in with the guidelines too Um, that they feel like they've gotten their their systems down a little bit a lot of them didn't have for example an ability to um, to do takeout prior to this and now you can they've developed you know their websites where you can order directly from them online they feel like that they are doing a pretty good job with their uh curbside in terms of the um you know touch the the no contact where you can pay online simply you know open up your trunk when you arrive they put it in and you're on your merry way so yes a number of them have just decided to to stick with that and in fact last week it was interesting we saw a number of restaurants that had been shut down um during all of this finally reopen but strictly for curbside or you know pickup and, and delivery including some prominent names the Buckhead Life Group reopened on Wednesday all of its seven restaurants in Atlanta for curbside um, Nakado Japanese which I actually ordered from um, over the weekend they opened that's the on Cheshire Bridge Lazy Betty which folks know from there you know they opened what a year ago or so um, that's a you know high-end restaurant in Atlanta known for its Uh, tasting menu, they reopened. Uh, And Taqueria Del Sol, which had shut down um, for a little bit, those guys reopened. So we saw some big names reopen, but they are sticking with the takeout um, only right now.
0: Right, yeah, and I believe uh, Southern Bell also has started redoing their... take out they started take out right are yeah. right
1: and I guess we should talk a little bit about um, some of the the restrictions in the guidelines which is making it when you know they do it does make it difficult um, for some operators who just feel like we well, you know we, we just can't accomplish this um, some of them include um, that you can only have no more than 10 patrons are allowed in the facility Per 500 square feet of public space, so you know that's limiting um, right there. Let's see what else we got. Um, You obviously have to have you have to have six feet of separation. Um, you're supposed to, so, you know, we're trying to enforce social distancing here. You can't have a party size at any table of any more than six. And they don't want um, non-co, they want uh, to enforce social distancing of non-cohabitating persons. So, you know, for example, I shouldn't be at a table with my friend who I haven't been living with, right? So we're trying to keep those "Quote unquote units um, together and 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 then distance when if it's not your family that you're not you're not with them, um, yeah. So those are just a few of the things,
0: right? So so how uh, have you heard from from any of these uh, places that have had to you know put these restrictions in place for dine in and how how that went for people?
1: You know, I mean, I I, I did see um, one location. Um, I would say so far so good. There's not a ton of takers. Um, but there are people that are coming out the night that I, that I had spoken with the operator of, um, CNS and also Hugo's oyster bar. And I, at one of his locations on that Monday that he was going to be reopening at one, he had something like 40 reservations and another, he had 20. So clearly, um, you know, there's people interested. I did go to Southern Bistro that's over in, um, uh, Sandy Springs on Roswell road and I was there last week, she quietly opened her patio, only the patio. And at the time, this was about 4.30 in the afternoon at, on, a, on a, a Friday, there were a good, I think there were five people there and they were socially distanced. There was three at one table and then single tops at the other two. Um, and she had uh, specific rules that she had posted on the tables. You know, asking people to adhere to those. So, um, you know, there there are people that are that are really itching to get out and are going to um, to take advantage of the opportunity to go out. And I think one of the things too is, you know, those that don't want to go out, they don't have to. They can do the uh, takeout and delivery and stick with that. I think when I've spoken with the operators, the ones who are opening are saying, look. We think we can provide um, a safe environment for our employees and our guests, and we're prepared to do that, and we want to be here for anyone who wants to come, and for those who don't, we can give you uh, takeout.
0: Right. So I guess it's it's really probably more of a challenge for the smaller restaurants, uh, physically smaller restaurants, because, you know, I guess adhering to that uh, six feet rule is probably uh, much more difficult for them.
1: Right. And I'm hearing it called the, the, the six foot economy is what I'm the term that I'm hearing. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean. Um, if you don't have a big space, you obviously can't, you know, your, your, the tops you can do is something like 25% capacity of what you could do before. And the other question too is, um, you probably, you might have to modify your menu because you're talking about needing to socially distance. Um, throughout your restaurant, including in the back. And so if you're trying to keep workers as separated as possible, which is always going to be a trick in a restaurant, um, right. if, if you need to have less cooks in the kitchen, um, you really have to think about what that menu is going to look like. Can they still accomplish you know, what they did when you were you know before this new normal
0: right so it's not just the the takeout menus that that are different from from before but even the dine in menus now are are changing
1: yes in some instances not all instances but in some
0: right yeah so uh, do you think that uh, other people will be opening up in the coming weeks so will this you know will this continue um,
1: I don't know I mean uh, y- your guess might be as good as mine I can uh. tell you um I was talking with um there's there's two I think interesting discussions that I had one was with the Marietta Square market um, owner developers who They had initially intended to open that day, that Monday on the 27th, and after the guidelines were released, um, uh, you know, and I had spoken with them over the weekend, and once they got those guidelines and really took a hard look at them, they felt that they weren't ready. Um, to To open the patio, which is they were only going to open the patio, um, and they decided to to pause and take a little bit uh, longer and more mediated approach to that. Um, and then the same thing with the Buckhead Life Group. The New York Times had reported, um, I think it was on that Sunday prior to um, when the guidelines were, were when the, the restrictions were lifted, that the Buckhead Life Group was going to be opening on that Monday. Um And when I spoke with Nico Carratosos he 's the president um he ended up they they also took a look at the guidelines and decided that they were going to take a little bit of a slower approach they hadn 't even uh, been open at all for takeout and delivery throughout this entire period, So what they decided to do was go ahead and begin curbside, which the, uh, happened um on uh Wednesday. And um they think that they'll be rolling out within a matter of two weeks, and that would be a staggered rollout for all seven of their restaurants um within say a course of three to four days. But they felt like they really needed to um get some training under their belt, and I know that they were doing they were gonna be doing a lot of role playing in terms of how do you how do you serve this. Clientele in in this new period. One of the operators that I spoke to, he said, "You know, we might be learning a a new term that might arise from this is uh, a corona or um, uh, a social distancing." server or a contact list server and the idea is somebody who is very well trained in understanding how to maintain social distancing and proper essentially covid practices um, when interacting with guests
0: wow yeah it's it, it really is amazing to to think how much people are how all these rules and regulations that they're going to have to keep in mind while they're doing these things and and how difficult that must be to, you know, to train everyone so that 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 everyone adheres to them.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Here's the quote is actually from the guy who owns original hot dog factory. His name is Dennis McKinley, and he has operations one at Georgia State University campus, which isn't really seeing a lot of traffic because, you know, school is nobody's at school. Um, but the other location is in Smyrna. And he did open for sit down um, service, but he said, "You know, we're gonna have to reinvent the way we serve people," and um, and that's absolutely true. I think um, as I sit there and read some of the guidelines and and try to understand what that what this is gonna continue to look like as more restaurants open and interpret the guidelines. Um, there I still have you know some questions there's one that that whole enforcing of social distancing of non-cohabitating persons while they're on the property when I asked the CEO uh, Greg Zink of Big Daddy's Burger about that and how they would do that he said you know we're not going to ask if a group of individuals is living together we're going to trust that they're making the right decisions and, um, but you know, we, we, it's not information that we're going to have. And at this point we don't plan to interrogate them. So, uh, I don't know how to, as a restaurateur, how do you enforce this? I, 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 right. my, am not quite sure the answer to that.
0: Yeah, you really can't. I, I mean, if you're not, you know, there are probably some of those regulations like that one that did, you know. People could easily get around if they wanted to.
1: Right. So that kind of brings us to the next question, too, is what happens if uh, restaurants fail to follow these state guidelines? And that's a piece that was in um, the AJC uh, on um, Sunday, May 3rd, where we were just trying to understand, you know, when it comes to enforcement, where does this go? And uh, after doing some checking, it's basically um, it falls on the Georgia Department of Public Health to initially respond to any consumer um, questions or complaints. And they would send an inspector out there um and if the guidelines aren't going to be followed, you know, they would provide education there to the restaurant on what steps need to be followed. But if the facility would continue to disregard the guidelines or, you know, be in violation of them, at some point they would call public safety in to assist. And it's uh, our understanding that after two strikes, um, a restaurant would be closed down for the duration of the executive order.
0: Right. So this is this the same, um, the same group that would do, um, like you're restaurant inspections and things like that that give you the scores that you see at restaurants is that the same mm-hmm.
1: it, yeah no. the, the um, that goes to the it's the county environmental health office so it depends on the county that the restaurant is located in but it, an official from there would be the one to initially go out and um and see what's happening
0: oh, okay okay yeah, it's 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 a whole new world for everyone to navigate.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, you know, I know that the Georgia Restaurant Association, for weeks now, it's held webinars every Friday, where you know people are just you know trying to get more information. And as we learn more, both from public health health officials, um, as well as you know our um, local, state, and and federal government officials, all of those continue to impact decisions at restaurant. Um, operators continue to make on a daily basis. So
0: yeah, well, one one interesting thing, this came up because someone asked me about possibly going out for a socially distanced dinner. And I was like, I'm not ready for that yet. But, you know, and when we talk about we want to go out and we're wearing masks, right? Uh, And if both of you are wearing masks, you know, the person you interact with and you the you know, your chances are much lower of transmitting anything. But when you're going out to eat, you can't really wear a mask. Uh,
1: Well, I mean, as soon as you're eating, not while you're eating, not while you're eating. I mean, I guess you would just keep that mask on until the point that that food came. um, And then you would take it off. But if you've got a drink in hand, you know, you're, you're going to be taking it off for a bit. Uh, I think it'll be really um, interesting. I, I myself personally have not Um, gone to a dine-in I have not had a a COVID dine-in experience as of yet and I don't I'm I'm still um, not quite ready to do that either but it will it's going to be it's going to be different and I'm really curious to see too how servers are going to um, to approach me in terms of even providing that food I think that I understand in some instances the food is going to be dropped off Um, say, at a far distance on the table, basically you're going to shove more tables than normal together, and so in one scenario, you can place the food at one end and then um, step away, the server would step away, and then you and I, if we were eating together, would then go get that food and bring it down to where we were eating, and so that just enables Uh. some safe distancing with the server. But in other instances, you do have um, uh, servers who are just going to put that plate down right in front of you, so which, you know, that's not necessarily what we are being told is the safest thing, right? I mean, social distancing, right. they're recommending six feet. At least the, um, um, the CDC, as I know, the WHO has, says um, at least three feet is um, what they're saying. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, a lot to, to take in and process and, and interpret right now.
0: Right. Well, I suppose that it will, you know, maybe behoove restaurants to let people know what they are doing. Um, You know, that might bring more people in if they know, you know, exactly what they plan to do. Like, the difference between the way that, that you just described,
1: and that's why I think it was um uh, I mean they all have to post on their you know front door um, you know that if you are experiencing signs of you know illness to please not come in, right. and like I said, Nancy um, Goodrich over at Southern Bistro had basically her her patio policies posted at every table, and I think um yes the the clearer a restaurant is with its customers about what the expectations and policies and guidelines are, um, I think that that continues to help customers build trust among um, their customers and feelings of safety and security, which, you know, a lot of people, that they need that right now.
0: Yeah, I think, and and also uh, mentioning the patio there, I would think that people with a patio might have some sort of advantage being, you know, outside. People feel somehow safer. It seems outside and, and probably easier to distance yourself there as well.
1: Right, well currently, I think you're correct. Um, uh, anybody who can have doors open and windows open, um, I know that that's appreciated. The guidelines actually do not address ventilation, which is something that I'm trying to learn a little bit more about right now. Um, and we, we don't know, um, you know, how much um, like HVAC systems, and will air conditioning, for example, um, uh, can the virus spread in that manner, and and if so, right. th- I mean this is going to be if, if, if that's something that restaurant operators need to address. Imagine like the the typo we've talked earlier about how the the supply chain within restaurants was massively. Um, impacted by all of this. And now we're going to have service workers who are going to come back and have to address things that they never had to address before.
0: Wow. Well, it is a a changing world and and it's going to keep changing, I guess. So uh, I'm sure Yeah, I'm sure we'll be checking back in on that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think that Karen Bremer, she's the CEO of the uh, Georgia Restaurant Association. You know, she was talking with me, I think it was just last week. um, And, you know, the quote is, everybody is learning things as they go. And um, the information sharing is going to be extremely helpful. And I think that there's going to be, patience is going to be required on this, especially as people are, are you know feeling tense or whatnot but it's absolutely true everybody is learning things as they go
0: well uh before we go i want to mention that uh we're still doing atlanta orders in right Uh, because many people are still doing you know takeout and and delivery and that sort of thing
1: it's five days a week every day um monday through friday and you know, we're continuing to go uh, check out places who are doing takeout and delivery. In a few instances, I think that we are going to see some places who have, be, you know, will begin to, to also shift and open. One that we just featured recently was Southern Bistro. And um, at the time that we had planned to cover them, they were not open. Their dining room, the patio, excuse me, was not open. But by the time the piece ran in print, um, it had opened. So we might see more of those. But yep, we're going to do right now, we're going to continue. With our Atlanta orders in and you know it's um, it's so interesting because while the premise is um, the same for all of these and that is how have these restaurant operators um, adapted during this period every story Shane is so different and unique and and really interesting. I mean, you know, it's, it's not a fun predicament to be in, but the operators are really showing some resilience and um, creativity um, and innovation as they forge ahead um, during a really um, um, unprecedented time.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating to read about, you know, how these people have have adapted. And, you know, it's still fun to know how the food is and how they've packaged it and, you know, how does it travel, that sort of thing. Because that's something that everyone has to think about if they're taking it out.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I've had some great meals out of those. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah. And, you know, some of them are changing things up because they do have such loyal um, customers who have really stuck with with them during this time, that some of the reason that they changed that menu is not only to keep the kitchen, you know, cooks excited, but also so that the same people who are ordering week after week have something new and exciting to to look forward to. So, yeah, Yeah. it's been it's been really interesting sort of studying menus during this period.
0: All right. Well, it's a fascinating time for the restaurant industry and, uh, you know, for for those who write about restaurants as well. So thanks so much for keeping us uh, up to date on what's going on there.
1: My pleasure. I can't wait to um, eat out with you from a safe social distance.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Me too. I'm looking forward to that one day doing that again soon. And uh, so, check out uh, the Atlanta restaurant scene blog, and uh, just go to ajc.com. Uh, we are covering the the restaurant scene, everything that's happening. You can find out, you know, what's going on, announcements of openings, announcements of closings, uh, all that sort of thing. Go to ajc.com and check out the restaurant scene blog. Thanks so much, LaGaya.
1: You're welcome. Be safe and wash your hands.
0: There's nothing normal about our new normal, but AJC.com is the same trusted source you've always had, and we have just as much great content, if not more. That's why each week I'll highlight my personal picks for the best things to do, see, and experience, and the stories are easy to find on AJC.com. The Atlanta Jewish Film Festival happened back in February, but the fest is going online now with some virtual programming. The virtual events include a bi-weekly podcast that features voices from the annual film festival and AJFF Playback, which is an interactive contest that invites the public to vote for their favorite movies from the festival vault. There will be winners in the short, documentary, and narrative categories. Find out more in Kirsten Willis' story online at AJC.com. Many of us are spending a lot more time in our homes, and we could use something to add a little joy to the surroundings. If you're looking for a way to brighten up your space, check out our story on indoor plants. Freelance writer, Mary Welch, asked some local experts to recommend easy to care for indoor plants and came up with a list of 21. Inspired by Katie Kiley's 6 o'clock sing-along on 97.1 The River, Melissa Ruggieri has come up with a list of upbeat anthems to lift our spirit, including tunes from Lionel Richie, Tom Petty, Queen, and the late, great Bill Withers. Go to AJC.com and the Atlanta Music Scene blog to see what else is on her list. In the new Dining Team feature, Atlanta Orders In, Wendell Brock takes us to Morningside, where neighborhood favorite Whiskey Bird has spawned a whole new concept that the owners plan on as a permanent addition. See what's on the menu at the fledgling Little Bird, which focuses on takeout and neighborhood delivery. You'll find the Atlanta Orders In feature on the Atlanta Restaurant Scene blog at AJC.com. And sadly, cancellations continue with some of the latest announcements this past week, including the Journey Pretenders Summer Tour and Dave Matthews Band's 2020 Dates. Keep up with all the latest concert cancellations at the Atlanta Music Scene Blog, and for all postponed and canceled events, head to AJC.com canceled events. Find all of these stories and complete coverage at AJC.com.